Hi everyone, I'm Mel. Hey everyone, I'm Rob. And we are So Where Next. Uh, this is our second podcast of the series, um, and we're going to be talking about uh, expat life. Well, you are mainly because I'm, I've never lived abroad, but yeah, I've got some questions for you that. Interesting. Uh, Hit me up. Maybe might help some other people. Um, but before we get into that, I feel like uh, we should just mention that if you're not already following our social channels, please do so. Facebook and Instagram at So Where Next World. And also check out our blog at sowherenext.life. See you all there. See you all there. So Rob. Yes. Moved to London in 2016. It's almost two year anniversary with London Town. Um, but I hear you've got some questions for me. I do. I do. So let's, let's wind it back to why did you move abroad? Why did I move abroad? Um, such a good question because life in Sydney is freaking awesome. You've got the great weather, you've got the great job opportunities, you've got the beach. Um, life was pretty great. I had all my friends and family around me, but I think the only downfall of Australia is it's so far away from everything. So I really just wanted to travel more and see more of Europe. So for me, like hearing stories about Spain, it sounded so exotic to me and it seems like this distant land that I'll never be able to see unless I saved for an entire year and took like a month off work. Um, so that's why I decided to move to London. Plus I was really fortunate the um, the company I worked for was a London, well it's an international company, but the main headquarters was in London. So I was able to get a, a transfer over, which was super helpful. So I was like, well, why, why not? If I've already got a job lined up over here and I can travel the world, why not? No, that makes sense. But I mean, for example, why London in particular? Not that I have a problem with it. It's not. It's not my city. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> why for... did you come here? <laughs> um, because well, I had my work. I had yeah. a job. Uh, you speak English, and I don't. Well, at that time, I didn't speak any other languages. So I mean, you still don't. But you know, <laughs> hey, I'm getting better. I'm level four Spanish. <laughs> okay. I learned past tense the other week. Oh, very good. <laughs> Muy bien. <laughs> So, um, yeah, because it was an English-speaking country and I had a job and it's close to Europe, so that's that's why London. Okay, that does make sense. But, okay, so one of the aspects was that it's closer to other European countries, right? Um, I've noticed that some people say that there's often a difference between travelling somewhere versus actually living abroad and living somewhere. So, for example, if you were to travel to Spain, some people might say, oh, I want to live in Spain, but, again, there is a difference. I do want to live in Spain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Sorry, Mom. <laughs> um, for those that are listening, maybe you could highlight the differences between actually living abroad. Or, for example, had you, had a, have you, had you ever been to London before you came to live here? I came to London once. Uh, I was 20 years old and I did a Kentucky tour. So a lot of Aussies and Kiwis go on... Basically, it's a party bus around Europe. Um, and mostly Aussies and Kiwis and a few Canadians were on board. Um, and, yeah, you just drive around Europe drinking, 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 um, and I spent maybe like two or three days in London. Um, okay. So I saw big bands, saw the red double-decker buses, um, you know, the, the Queen's Guards, um, you know, I did all the touristy stuff. I even went on the eye. I mean, I, I, mean, I've been on the I was a tourist. <laughs> um, I love playing tourist in London, though. It's, really it, fun. it's a bit fun, isn't it? Yeah. And we still do it, actually. Yeah, yeah we enjoy this. <laughs> um, but I think 
it's different to live here because as a tourist, you do see all the tourist sites and you see what you see in the magazines. But when you live here, you go to all the different boroughs and you get the sense of the, the personality of the boroughs as well. And you get a sense of, you know, shortage is very cool and hip and it's completely different to say Brixton in South London. Um, and it's again, completely different to Kensington, which is quite, um, quite posh and quite fancy. So I think that's the difference between traveling and living saying that because I live in London and Paris is a two-hour train right away I've been there like three or four times now and I'm now experiencing the different boroughs mm-hmm. um, so yeah I guess that's the reason why one reason to move move over here but the same goes for I guess people on this side of the world on um, um, you know UK Europe side of the world if they want to move to Australia Although they won't go to different countries, they'll be going to different areas in Australia. And, you know, the culture in the outback is completely different to the culture in Sydney, for example. Okay, fair enough. That does make sense. Um, I mean, we talked about Australia last time and how everything can kill you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Love my country. (laughs) Um, So maybe another question that I might have for you is that had you, before coming to London or before going on your Contiki tour, had you ever moved anywhere else within... Australia? I had. Um, so I think I mentioned in the last podcast, I grew up in a small, quaint little coastal town called Shell Harbour. It's, um, it's about two hours south of Sydney. Really, really lovely area, but it is quite small. And sometimes, you know, you get the feeling that everyone knows everyone and some things just never change in the town, which is nice when you want to come home to that. But to live there, I think I just needed to get get out of my little shell harbour bubble Um, and I was starting my career as a journalist, a radio journalist and I landed a job in a small country town called Goulburn which is near Canberra, it's about an hour, two hours, hour and a half away from Canberra Um, very small country town, I had no idea what I was talking about like (laughs) things about agriculture and you know we had a drought so we're reporting on like water and the effect that you know only having 10% water capacity in the dam what does that actually mean and so anyway I digress but basically moved to this small country town and it was a massive culture shock for me I was only two hours away from my home I went home every weekend but that was the first experience of I guess living by myself and not having mum cook me all my dinners <laughs> and help me take care of my own life um but then from there I moved up to Sydney which again is two hours away from my my family and um yeah that's when I really found my fit and really enjoyed having you know space to to do me while also still having my my friends and my family around me and building on my friendship group and you know meeting new people um in the city okay so would you say that it was quite a big difference um between Sydney and where you grew up or is it quite was it quite similar or that we've got you know the beaches and you know you've got a lot of job opportunities you've got your friends and your family around you but my town is um you know my hometown is quite quite small and it's it's always going to be home and I love it but I just needed you know Sydney's a much busier much busier place um but then you know it was a big step to move two hours away from my family and only see them on weekends but from there, moving over to the UK, I didn't even think about, like, this not the severity. Um, I didn't even think about, I mean, what that actually meant. Yeah. And it's really, you know, I think my biggest tip to people considering moving abroad is do it. Don't think about it. Because if you think about it, imagine saying to yourself, I'm going to move to the other side of the world and I'm going to have no friends. 
I'm not going to be with my family and I can only talk to them at certain times of the day because of the time difference. Like, you would never do it. You would never, in a hundred years, do it. So if you just don't think about it, um, you know, you can just get on that plane and then just deal with it as you go and, you know, it'll be fine. There'll be days when you're super homesick um, and then there'll be days when you just really, really want to go home and have a cup of tea with your mum and you can't and those days really suck. But then also think about like all of the new experiences you're having over here, um, at wherever you might be. Um, think about all the new people you meet, all the new countries, and you know, you can always go home. You're not forced to stay wherever you are. You can always go home, so it's okay. That's true. Um, when did you, because uh, I mean, it's a big step, right? Just to, <laughs> to fly all the way from Australia to London. That's, that's not an easy flight either. When did you kind of just decide that I'm ready, I'm going, bye? <laughs> um, it was or like what was the I don't know what was the catalyst what was the driving factor between you just saying that I mean London was nice but you know what I'm actually ready to just drop everything and, and move on Do you know, I don't know I don't think there was like a big moment I think it was I was at a time in my life when I was young I had a career in Sydney and I also had you know I was developing a career in London I was you know doing all the interviews and everything to secure a job over here um, I was single I didn't have any children, I didn't have, well I still don't, I didn't have any like pets, I just, there was nothing forcing me to stay there and I think that was the perfect time for me to move because if I didn't do it then, I never would have done it yeah. and I would have just, you know, as I got older, I'd be like, really should have done something, probably should have moved out of Sydney, probably should have travelled the world more and I didn't want to have those regrets, so that's basically what got me on the plane. Awesome, 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 awesome. Um, another question, maybe, is, I think you've maybe touched on this before, but so for, let's say, someone who's, I don't know, just out of university or maybe someone who's a bit older or whatever, whatever the age they might be, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to move abroad? I mean, I know you said that, just do it and don't really think about it. Is there any other advice that you might have for someone? Um, make sure you've got plenty of savings in your bank account because especially from Australia, um, our Australian dollar isn't as strong over here. Um, so things are much more expensive if you're on the Australian dollar. So for example, you get a cup, cup of coffee here for like three pound, give or take, two pound fifty, three pound. That's six dollars for a coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> you might get a bit of a shock when you come over here. Um, so yeah, make sure you've got savings and especially because you need to like find a place to live as well. Um, my best bit of advice, apart from just do it, is when you do move over here, um, maybe try moving in in a share house even if you can afford to live by yourself maybe to move into a share house because that's how you're going to start your um your group of friends um learn a language i make lots of friends learning a new language rob yeah. um and it's very social as well or find a hobby if you like knitting join a knitting club or if you like running you know we've got like weekend running groups like just do something outside of work just so you can make friends um and also just keep you know Think about the culture as well, like keep an eye out and we'll get onto this later in the podcast, but Australian culture is very different to English culture and it's very different to Spanish culture or Italian culture. So it's also, I mean, just figuring out what the culture is like and what works and how you can work well and get along with people um, from different, different countries. But I mean, before all of that, if you just need to jump on a plane, it's you know, figuring out what the time difference is. So for if you're in England and you want to move somewhere in Europe, the time difference normally is just an hour. 
So just, you know, think about that. Whereas if you're, you know, on the other side of the world, if you're in New Zealand or Australia, it can be up to 11 hours different. Mm. So then it's planning how you're going to communicate with your family. You know, is it WhatsApp? Is it Facebook Messenger or whatever else it is? It really helps you to, like, when you move over here, it really helps you to have a plan and know that you're still connected with your family. Um, And also don't go home too soon. If you do move over here and you're super homesick and you probably will be for the first six, seven months, don't get the urge to go home yet. I um, I was really, really homesick when I got here because it was the darkness of winter. <laughs> I was constantly sick. My immune system was shot. And I was like, I just need to go home and be at the beach right now. I just need some sunshine. I need my mum's cooking. I just need to be home. And I couldn't. So I, um, you know, and I was like, if I bought a... a ticket home and even if it was only for two weeks I don't think I would have got on the plane to come back to London again so I waited until I wasn't homesick to go back home for for a quick holiday okay that's no I think those are really good pieces of advice um when you came over did you live in Clapham (laughs) (laughs) no I lived in the next neighborhood over called Brixton (laughs) okay close enough (laughs) because I didn't want to I know this sounds horrible and I love Australians very very much um but I didn't want to move to England to live with Australians because I wanted to move to England to be in the English culture, not to be, I mean, not to, how do you say, not to be surrounded by Australians all the time and have the Australian culture in another country. That doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I wanted to um, move in with English people. And I absolutely love them. You know, we're still really, I don't live with them anymore. I've moved out. Um, but, you know, we're still super close and I love them dearly. So it's, um, yeah, no, didn't move to Clevon. But funny story. Yeah. So I'm talking a lot about my hometown at the moment. Um, and my brother had a friend named Annika. And I never met her, but I've always heard of this Annika girl. It's like part of my brother's friends group. Um, anyway, I moved over here and two of my brother's friends um, came over and they, you know, they're like, oh, hey, let's meet up. They're like, by the way, I'm bringing, um, we're going to bring this Annika girl. I was like, oh, I didn't realize she was traveling. Like, no, she lives in Brixt- uh, in Clapham, you know, around the corner from you. Wow. This girl from my hometown <laughs> lived around the, the corner from me hometown. on the other side of the world. That's crazy. Small world. <laughs> really small world. It's too small sometimes. Too small. <laughs> but it was nice. It was nice to have a taste of home. Um, okay. I think that probably concludes... The Concludes? questions that Ooh, I have. I feel interviewed. I like <laughs> this. I'm on the other side of the, um, the microphone this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Flipping that radio journalist thing um, back onto you. So, Rob, I thought it would be fun. So, I mentioned about, you know, it's really important to get an understanding of the different cultures because, I mean, there's some phrases I don't understand when the English people are. So, one in particular gets me really off guard is when uh, Brits go, You're all right. <laughs> it's like, Am I all right? Well, <laughs> Do I look sad? Do I, do I look like I'm not all right? Why are you asking me? I'm like, did I give you a sense that I'm angry? Or like, I, as soon as someone says that, I, I don't know how to respond. So firstly, how do I respond to this? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Are you all right? I'm good. Yeah, you're right. I'm good. Huh. That's, that's, <laughs> don't overthink it. Just Because <laughs> if they're like, are you all right? I say yes. That's fine too. That's okay, but I feel weird. It's like, are you all right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've... It depends who you speak, who you're speaking to, but sometimes people say, "Are oh, you alright?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you?" And by that point, they've already walked off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't care if I'm alright. Most people are hoping that you say, "Yeah, I'm good." They don't really want to know. But what happens you... if like I wasn't alright? And so in Australia, if someone says to you, "Are you alright?" It, it implies that there's something negative, there's something bad. Yeah. So what would happen if you 
you know, walked into my house today and be like, you're right. Do you want Rob? No, I'm not all right. Then we'd have the conversation, obviously. Well, you're a nice person. And try and make sure that <laughs> make you feel all right. Um, but generally speaking, I mean, most people would care if you weren't all right. They would care. But if you're just passing someone in the street, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. They're not really expecting you to say, no, I'm not okay. Which maybe is, I don't know, a false pretense in this country, but... Um, you're just too polite. You are, we are just super <laughs> polite. <laughs> but, but yeah, as I said, I think people would... Yeah, people would definitely um, want to help you out if like something wasn't okay. All right. So, what other English sayings are there? I think what we should do is if you like rattle off some English sayings, and okay. I'm going to try guessing what they mean. Okay. So okay. And right. then I'll do some Aussie sayings. All right. We'll start off like super simple, super easy. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> you tell the first one. I mean. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. If someone said that, oh man, that was the bee's knees. Oh. That was like the best. That was really cool. Nice. Yeah? yeah. You're the bee's knees. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So you start off easy. Start off easy. They're start off get, easy. I like this. They're going to get maybe a bit harder. Um, what about if someone says, I'm going on a bender? Oh, you're going to have a big night out. Yeah. Other ways to say that? Uh, I'm going on the lash. I'm hitting, going on the lash? I'm hitting the bevs, hitting the beverages, hitting the tan. Bev- the the tan? Yeah, I mean, hitting the town. Or some people oh, say, town, hey. town. Some people say, I'm hitting the tan. It's like, mm, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay, next one. Uh, Bob's your uncle? Do you know what? I actually have an uncle named Bob. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I actually have an uncle named Bob. Um, Bob's your uncle is like, done, you've got it. Yeah, there you have it. Voila. <laughs> uh, that was a botched job. A botched job. Oh, I know this one because of the um, reality TV shows about botched surgeries, plastic surgery. So, like, a botched job is like... What do you watch? <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> botched job is like you've done a really bad job or it's really dodgy. It's bad. No? Yeah. But, yeah, something that's completed on... Yeah. Yeah, pretty much that. Um, okay. Maybe you've had this one around. In it. In it. Yeah. In it. Yeah. It's like, isn't it? Yes. In it. Yeah. I love that. It's so, I don't know, so colloquial. So, I don't <laughs> know, it's used amongst young people, like teenagers and so on. I don't know if it's, well, I guess it probably is still used now, but more commonly heard in London. In it, mate. It was so cool. Like, what? In <laughs> it. Properly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the Queen's English. Okay. Um, you've got the Lurgies. The Lurgies? Mm-hmm. Is that like you're scared? Like it's lurking? Oh, no? Oh. Are you scared if you got the lurking? As, as Yaisa would say, <laughs> <laughs> So for those who don't know, Yaisa was, uh, was our Spanish teacher. Well, she stole mine. I mean, Mel left because she. Anyway. She um, didn't do her homework, she do her homework and she and... fell behind. <laughs> but um, in our class, if we ever got something wrong, she'd always just be like, <laughs> <laughs> So mean. <laughs> so mean. So savage. Um, so lurgies is someone that is suffering from cold or flu-like symptoms. Oh, you got the sniffles. That's what we say in Australia. I mean, you could say that here too. You've got the sniffles, but that's like if you're... Ah, uh, you know, if you're of, sniffling. Yeah, if you're actually sniffling. <laughs> um, but yeah, lurgies, I think people used to say that in school. Oh, you've got the lurgies. Oh, I'm going to catch a lurgie. A lurgie. <laughs> Don't oh. come near me. I'm thinking like a monster lurking, like lurgie. Well, no, well, maybe you can link the two together. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You got like the sickness lurking, like a scary monster. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, what about um, you're very shirty? Shirty? Mm-hmm. As in like a t shirt? I don't know. You're just very shirty. That's what you're going to get. No hints here. <laughs> Does it mean like. If you get this, oof, you're shirty. I'll buy you a box of Tim Tams. Oh, <laughs> pressure is on, people. I need to get this right. You know, there's £7 over here. 
In London, I pay seven pound a box of Tim Tams. That's like a good twelve, thirteen dollars in okay, Australia. So I was lying. I'm not going to buy a box of Tim Tams. <laughs> <laughs> I never got my others from the end of the last podcast. Oh yeah, I ate them. <laughs> I actually did. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> um, shirty. Does that mean like you're fit? You're good looking? Like you look Oof. good in the shirt? I, I see where you're going there. No. <laughs> no. No, it means you are quite short-tempered. Short-tempered? Don't get shirty with me. Shirty? Oh. (laughs) Sassy. Don't get shirty. Yeah. I don't really use that. I don't actually know. I don't get how that could be, but okay. Shirty. I didn't didn't come up with English language, okay? (laughs) Rob, (laughs) your language. Um, What about... uh, It's gone pear-shaped. It's gone pear-shaped? Would that be like it's gone tits up? Yeah. But for those that don't know, what does tits up mean? <laughs> it's gone like... Gone south? What does that mean? <laughs> it's, it's gone bad or it, it's gone yeah. unexpectedly bad. Mm-hmm. Pear-shaped. Yes. Okay. I'll give you that one. I yeah. feel like I've been here for two years, so I may have an unfair advantage over you here. Uh, probably. Uh, okay. I'll give you three more. All right. Give me a hard one. Uh, right. Poppycock. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Poppycock. What did you call me? I've never heard this before. Poppycock. <laughs> Poppycock. It yeah. kind of sounds fun to say, doesn't it? But I mean, I feel like you're probably insulting someone's manhood. Okay, if I give you the sentence, what a load of poppycock. <laughs> Again, are you insulting someone's manhood with this? No, 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 no. What a bunch of poppycock. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Okay, it means what a load of nonsense. What a load of rubbish. I like this. I'm going to start using this. Poppycock. Yeah. I like it. It's fun to say. Bold to that. Give me a tinkle on the blower. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, what? Give me a tinkle on the blower. A tinkle on the blower. Oh my. We're not talking about poppycocks anymore, are we? <laughs> this is a PG rated podcast. <laughs> so I can assure you where your mind is going, it's not that. <laughs> oh my. I, I, I'm sorry, my mind is already so far in the gutter, I can't even like hazard a guess. Okay, so it means call me or give me a call. Give you a call? Give me a tinkle on the blower. Okay, let's not use that one. I'm not using that one. And the final one, a few sandwiches short of a picnic. Oh, I know this one. Oh, no. No, I know this one because we use it in Australia. It's actually on my Australian list. Oh, but don't cheat then. All right. So it is... still cheating. Do you know what? So a few sandwiches short of a picnic is the same as a few kangaroos short in the paddock. Basically, it means you're, you're a bit dumb. Yeah. You're missing a sense. few. Lack of common sense. You're missing a few brain cells. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. You're a bit dense. <laughs> a bit dense. That's it. <laughs> okay. That, that's my list. What that's do you have for me? Brilliant. All right. Let's start with a really, really easy one. Oh, I bet I'm going to get it wrong. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Fair go, mate. Fair dues. Something like that. Or can I have a sentence? I'm allowed a sentence. Um... Fair go, mate. Um, that's fair. That's cool. Judging mm, <laughs> by your face reaction. Mm, like, fair go, mate. Fair crack of the whip. Like, that's, that's ease like, up. No, it's more like... Chill out. Ease up. Chill out. Um, you know. Take we're all, it easy. Let's take it easy. Let's all be fair to one another. Okay. Fair go, mate. Right, I'll, I'll get a half point for that one. All right. Well, this one's much easier. She'll be right. She'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well Two done. in the back. Oh, back to our um, our picnic one. Right. A few stubbies short of a six pack. <laughs> Bit dense. <laughs> Bit dense. 
<laughs> what else do we have here? All right. If I said to you, gone off like a frog in a sock. Someone that's just lost their marbles. They've just gotten angry really quickly. I'm really impressed you know this one. Well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Flat out like a lizard drinking. Um, super tired or flat out. I'm even saying it Australia. Flat out, dude. I'm flat out. Like, um, if I said to Non-stop, you, I'm just, like, hardworking. It's... Yeah. Like, if I was like, oh, my God, work was so busy today, I was flat out like a lizard drinking. Okay. Okay. Because basically lizards are, like, completely flat, and then they're drinking. It's like, that's no, all they're doing. Blah, blah, blah. Flat out like a lizard <laughs> drinking, yeah. All right. So, if I were to hit the turps, have a few skewies, get legless, maggot, get off chops, what would I be doing? <laughs> get binned. Get binned? What does that mean? <laughs> On the lash. On the lash. Drunk. I don't know. Um, is, it, is it that? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hitting the turps. A few skewies. Getting the bevs in. Getting the bevs in. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-drinks. Pre-drinks. Yeah, pre <laughs> <laughs> But after a night of hitting the turps, the next morning I'm going to be <clears throat> a bit how you're going. Hungover. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't even have to be hungover. A bit how you're going means I'm a bit... Lazy, a bit meh, sheepish. I don't know. A bit... Yeah, I'm a bit not great. Okay. So-so. So-so, yeah. yeah. Aussies like to start with the negative. I'm so a bit how you going. I'm a bit how you going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so well prepared for a trip that's never going to happen for such a long time. You are definitely going to get to Australia. <laughs> New Zealand next year. We'll think about it. We'll Go see. to New Zealand. Shout yeah. out to the Kiwis. Um, don't get your knickers in a knot. Oh, we have the same here. Don't get your knickers in a twist. Ah. You're giving me the shits. <laughs> You're annoying me. Yes. <laughs> I once used that. Actually, I inappropriately used it at work. And I was like, oh my God, this, this brief is giving me the shits. And everyone's like, have you got an upset stomach? Yeah, that's what I immediately thought for a second. I'm like, no, it's annoying me. <laughs> it's giving me the shits. Because if someone said I've got the runs, they're like, mate, you need to get, get, in, get in the toilet right now. I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> All right. So, final one. Okay, hit me with it. Is this the hard one? Probably not, actually. I'm surprised at how easy these were. I thought you'd struggle with these. I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to have to get me. some better ones now. Um, pull your head in. Pull or put? Pull, pull your head in. Um, <laughs> uh, get to it. I don't know. Get get with it. Get I don't know. Pull your head in. No. 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 Pull your head in. It's kind of like if you're doing the wrong thing or you're out of control. You need to like. Not stop. Bring yourself back. Oh, okay. Or if you're just being like really arrogant and really horrible, you just got to be like. Pull your head and like okay. get yourself back under control. Stop being a jerk. That's a, wow. Okay. But I, f- I was talking to one of my Spanish friends and um, we got some really good ones in Spain as well. Okay, sure. So <clears throat> if I said to you, tener mala leche, did I say that in a good Spanish accent? Very good. Very really? Good. Really? <laughs> Definitely yes. not. <laughs> hey, well, you say it. You say it in your little <laughs> level 10 Spanish accent. <laughs> wow. <Well>, I mean... <laughs> Let me give you the English translation first. I believe that it is... Oh, my gosh. Tener mala leche. So, literal translation is to have bad milk. Yeah. But, of course, it's never going to be that. So, it's something like to get into a fight or... I'm not sure. I mean, the Spanish... What's your beef, mate? What's your beef? That's exactly what it is. Like, tener mala leche, to have bad milk is... Yeah. Yeah, basically to have beef. Yeah. What's your problem? 
yeah, we've got a problem right now. Do you want to sort it out? Do you want to go outside? Do you want to? Should we have a glass of milk? <laughs> I don't know what to say. The Spanish they love the milk. They love the milk analogies. <laughs> Everything's got to do with milk. Everything's like if you're milk. really cool, they say you're like the leche. Ah, oh, wow. You're the milk. You're the milk. Bees knees. You're the milk. This has been fun, but I mean. I honestly thought that I would struggle more with the um, the English sayings, and I thought you'd absolutely struggle with the Aussie sayings. Joe, you know I'm going to get you with this one. No, you know what it is. I used to watch Home and Away. Ah, you yeah. cheated. <laughs> That's what it is. So if I said to you, Rob, this is your challenge. Okay. I'm going to go jump in my Ute, go to the servo, fill her up with some petty. Mm-hmm. Drive over to Dan Murphy's yeah. to grab me a case. I've got to chuck a Yui to get back to ha- my home for my Barbie. <laughs> what did I just say? So many words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, something along the lines of you have to jump in your car, go to the store, and get back for your barbecue. Chuck a Yui to make a U turn or what? get back. How do you know this? Australian. <laughs> Nailed it. Give him citizenship. He deserves to be an Aussie. <laughs> wow, um, I'm impressed. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you should be. <laughs> I don't mean to sound arrogant or anything, but that was pretty good. That was pretty bloody good. I, I'm impressed. Thank you. Well, before we wrap up, because sure. I feel like this was a bit of a fail because it was too easy. We need to get some more people on the show just so I sure, can test sure. them. We can yeah, test yeah. them with all of our English Aussie bands. <laughs> Um, where are you off to next? Have you, have you got a holiday booked? Well, I've got the idea of going to Spain. Lovely. Whereabouts? Yeah. I am thinking about the south of Spain. Oh, I love the south of Spain. Yes. Um, primarily to practice my Spanish, but also to see some new cities. Um, so I'm thinking of going to Sevilla, or Seville, as I would say in, in Britain. Seville, but Sevilla in Spanish. Um, uh, and I think, are we going in October? So it'll be a bit cooler than it is now it was 47 degrees the other week I mean, in seville it's incredible how do you how do you survive like here that if that happened no one has ac nobody has <laughs> yeah that's all another can of worms rob <laughs> london does not do summer well it just really doesn't winter neither um <laughs> but yeah so i'm thinking about sevilla malaga and cordoba because my teacher's from cordoba and, you know, and it's the best city in the world as she says <laughs> every single lesson <laughs> But I mean, she's got a point. Cordoba is incredible. You're going to love it. Okay. So it's very, very traditional Spanish. Like if you picture what Spain, you think Spain would look like without even going to Spain, that's Cordoba. Okay. And they've got these really, really cute, like you cobblestone um, streets and they've got these things called patios, which basically is people's houses and you walk into like their outdoor courtyard and it's open to everyone. And it's like floor to ceiling um, flower pots on the walls. Oh, amazing. It's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And there is this really cool um, mosque, cathedral. I'm not actually sure what to call it. Basically, it's one of the um, wonders of the world. And it is a, originally, it was a an Arabic mosque. So it's very like, as you walk in, the design is very Arabic, very, you know, uh, stunningly beautiful, massive, massive, massive. But then the Christians came in and took over. And so basically it's this giant mosque with Jesus all over the walls. There's crucifix. So it's just like a really, really unique blend of the two cultures and two religions. And it's it's incredible to see. So if you go try going, I think it was Sunday morning you can get there free if you go like at 9am. But there's a massive line outside. Good tip. 
Yeah, but try going then. Otherwise, I think you've got to pay, but you can go to a website. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think uh, La Mesquita, is that what it's called? La Mesquita, that's it. That's it's okay. incredible. Definitely check that out. Um, so that's me in October. And then maybe France uh, later, December. I'm not sure. Oh, for the Christmas markets. Potentially. But then again, London does Christmas really well. London does do Christmas really well. I mean, I grew up when it's hot at <laughs> yeah. Christmas and our Christmas dinners are cooked on the barbecue. On the barbie. On the barbie <laughs> while we're swimming in the pool. <laughs> Mum and dad are like drinking their bevies and cooking their dinner. Um, and so coming over here, I was like, oh, this is what Christmas is meant to yeah. be. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> you don't go to the beach at Christmas. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, but that's me. What about you? What have you got coming up? Oof. Well, next week, I'm really excited. I am going to a town in Italy called Brescia. It's kind of between Milan and Lake Como. Okay. Um, and two of my friends are getting married. Aww. Really excited. It's still um, wedding season then. It definitely is wedding season because it, two weeks after that, I'm going to Bilbao in the north of Spain. Another group of friends are getting married. And then, <laughs> a week after that, I am going to Istanbul and Boshkara, which is near Istanbul in Turkey, um, for another wedding. Wow. I mean, everybody's getting married. Check you out. So that is back to back to back. Basically, yeah. And then I'm also going to fit in a trip to Barcelona to see the boyfriend's family, which oh, I'm really excited nice. for. They actually, they, um, they run their own restaurant and the food oh my god the food is amazing i want to give them a big shout out it's called san juan's um i don't know what street it's on so i'm gonna to have to get it just okay. so i can give them a shout out because if you're in barcelona you've definitely got to check this place out it's like tri- traditional spanish cuisine um we'll put it in the description we'll put it in the description i know i'm very biased i know but it's amazing just in um, barcelona so i'm gonna to go to barcelona i'm gonna drink lots of wine and eat lots of food and come back positively fat storing up for the winter i am <laughs> So this brings us back to our previous episode when I was like, when we first met, this is why I hated you. <laughs> <laughs> so what have we got? Italy, uh, Bilbao, Barcelona, Istanbul. Turkey. Mm-hmm. Any more? I'm going to go see my best friend in Newcastle. Well, we'll Bye. <laughs> That's five places. Yep. Actually, I wrote a blog about Newcastle. Check it out on So Where Next World. So Where Next Life. So where next dot life? This is why I need Rob in my life. <laughs> he just sorts it all out for me. <laughs> so where next dot life? Um, check out the blog about Newcastle. It's basically we've. I'm sure a lot of you have already seen. Um, you've seen Geordie Shaw, and we all have a, a, an idea of what Newcastle is like. I had a local take me around, and it was completely different. It was so much better than I could ever imagine. So check the blog out. But Newcastle is amazing. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's me for the next month. Anywhere else? I feel like there's one more place. I'm going to Cyprus in November. Oh, how could you forget? <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I moved from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> A good point to end on. <laughs> good point. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, if we forgot any English slash Australian sayings, or if you have any sayings from anywhere around the world, I don't know, is there any Turkish sayings I should be aware of before I head off to Turkey or... Um, any other Spanish sayings involving milk, perhaps? <laughs> Give us a shout. Head on to our social media channels, Rob. So where next? World on Instagram and Facebook. Or comment on our blog and yeah, share them with us. We'll have a chat about them later. Talk to you soon. But for now, bye. Bye.